When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm, I love a mystery data. No mystery here. A Treks in the City is brought to you by the Forever Dog Podcast Network. Check out more. I'm doing it all. You do some. Check out more great <laughs> comedy podcasts at foreverdogpodcasts.com. But, but we are your favorite. But we are your favorite. Yeah, so. And also you make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Trex Fashion for behind the scene photos. Photos, torpedoes. Photos, torpedoes. And Trex Fashion moments, etc. What's etc., Brad? What's that mean? Give into the wild things coming into my mind. Oh, I Maybe see. it's some of the wild things coming into your mind. Maybe it's just the, uh, photos of the two of us wearing he- gigantic chunky sweaters of the that same color. matching. And if Where? you love hearing you w- and you want to support the podcast, if you love hearing... She can and read. you love to just hear things in general and you want to support the podcast. <laughs> Do you love that you hear? Well, you can hear because right now you're hearing me say you love this. love hearing. Two very easy things you can do. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how easy it is it's to so subscribe easy. on Apple Podcasts. Unless you updated here's it. How, here's when I did it. I was driving my three kids back home from soccer practice and I was drunk. <laughs> just kidding. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> what? Don't know why I said any of that. So what happened? Where else can you do it? Uh, the subscription? Subscribe on Apple Podcasts on the treadmill. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. No one's wondering in when the or where to subscribe. <laughs> We're all just telling them to subscribe on and Apple Podcasts and to give us five stars. And you can subscribe also to our Patreon page. You know, we have a Patreon page, guys. It has bonus episodes. Go merch. Get it. Shouts. And more. more. We have like, we're discussing uh, TOS and also Discovery. Discovery. And also we actually share a little too much. A little TMI. Yeah, but it's private. It's private, guys. A so. lot of things we that maybe we shouldn't have said is At what we all. say. But you know but you what? To each his own. So that's part of it. Yeah, exactly. So you know what else? The matter is closed. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Welcome to Tricks in the City. Oh, you said it first. God <laughs> damn it. This is the second time in a row. I saw it rolling and I said, hey. You jumped all over it. Yep, even, I did. Even with food and basically even, my throat. It smells so good, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. I like, what is what kind of, what ethnicity is that food? It's <laughs> Vietnamese. It? Um, what country? Uh, it's Vietnamese Ooh, it um, chicken noodle salad. That's awesome. Yeah. I, li- I like the way it smells, and that's no lie. You want to try it? For the viewers at home, smells, I can't describe them as well as I want to be able to. But um, Smells are hard. They're hard to they describe. They are. It's sort of like a like a yummy garbage. Because they're like linked to memory. <laughs> Imagine. That's true. Like, so it's and very taste su- subjective. Also. 
our guest is like really wanting to chime in, but he can't because we haven't introduced we him yet. Haven't, what a good, so you're good at being on podcast. You're muted. You're Most muted. of our friends just kind of come in here, and, and they're like, can, my opinion is before you know who I am. But I, he, he won't do it. He's been on a podcast before. We might as well introduce him. Respectful person. Thank um, you. I am so excited to have this guest in studio. This person, uh, this is our first departing from, I think, the entertainment world. I am so excited, right? finally, because the entertainment world Brett's is, nodding. A, is a little <laughs> Thank hard. God. Thank God we have his help. Um, um, and sometimes we just want other perspectives because Star Trek uh, touches on so many other things. Yeah, we are not to go just deeper. the TV show part. But also, you and I have been internet friends, so and we haven't hung out in real life, and this is rad now that we get to do this in this context. Um, he is an author. That, <laughs> that happens. That happens. Internet friends, like email yeah. friends. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you after. I, okay, I'm, gonna, okay. I'm in. I'm like ramping. Keep going. Up. Sorry. Sorry. But you can. <laughs> it's kind of I'm a funny a, bit if you keep. Okay. Keep going. Oh, I see. You're going back to that salad. Oh, please explain. Explain for two more minutes. Alice. I know what's going on over there. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so anyway, he is an author. He is a Buddhist Shastri, which is what it is called is a teacher. That's what that is. He's nodding. And How you say um, he's Shastri? Shastri. 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 He can correct us. C-H-E? Once I introduce him. Please welcome Ethan Nickturn. Thanks for having Yay! me. He's real. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just for a whole episode introed the guest and no one ever appeared and it's because we didn't have a guest that day and I'm like yeah. no but before I introduce the guest uh, go into Michelle the story Obama. yeah <laughs> and she's uh, she's pre- very presidential Michelle, please, please let me just preamble a little bit more Michelle um so yeah we um uh, became friends via the social media because I'm a comedian and you're a Buddhist person and teacher who likes comedy, right? I do. That's true. Yeah, he he's talked about John Mulaney and his talks before. Whoa, John Mulaney! I'm joking. So he's like, you know, he's in the world. That's he's like a, cool. a comedy fan, Buddhist guy. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's Did true. I describe that that is well? all. Yeah, I think that's all true. And you know, you have. I feel and, like uh, I wrote a book about the Princess Bride, so I think that puts me yes. sort of into the entertainment. No. No. Anyway, I mean, I think right. so. <laughs> hey, call what a dick! Here. No, I mean, I, I would put you. I put you in the entertainment. Absolutely, cat. absolutely. Um, but you know what's cool so about it me- is you're not one of those weird like. Um, you're not like a, a guru for celebrities. You're not like right. one of those people that exists like only in a tower of Babel in on Cahuenga or something. Just right. For, like, well, I'm from New York, not you LA. know the yeah. tower so of Babel. That's Cahuenga. probably why that is. I'm also curious about the name of of your book. I mean, tell us. So you want we, me to, do you want do you want to know the name of it? Yeah, I want to know mm-hmm. like is it can people buy it? Like what yeah. what would I found find in that book? You can find it on all the book everywhere they sell books. All the places. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's some uh it's some, called The Dharma of the Princess Bride. Oh, cool. And it um looks at dharma teachings through the lens of the print. I mean, the, it's pretty much in the title. There's nothing. Yeah. But it's much. about relationships. But it's too. specifically about relationships, which I. Ooh, tell love. me more. And we have problems there. And more generally, it's about sort of loving some kind of cultural narrative while you're trying to figure out your spiritual life and your relationship life. And I've had a 30 year relationship with the Princess Bride. I've also had an almost that long relationship with, with Star, Star Trek, Trek. Next Generation. Also a very personal. You're a, so tre- it's you're a trekker? Like- I have been. I mean, my wife is sort of embarrassed by that, but uh, really, yeah, you haven't gotten her into it yet. Oh no, see, I'm not gonna get. I mean, oh really? You know, there's a. I like that. So you guys are like oil and water where track is concerned. Well, this, uh, wouldn't you put this in the category of kind of nerdier sci-fi as opposed to like Blade Runner, which is artsier sci-fi? Like, yeah, it's hard I would. to. Yeah, it's not heady. It's heady, but it's also like uh, clunky. 
like right. the it's, way that it's made. It's not like it, it doesn't have it. It's very ungraceful right. in a lot of ways. You and can the see a lot of the, of the stitches. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> There's but so many episodes. So many. So many. That reminds me of my mom who does not like The Simpsons. And I always thought it was charming that my mom doesn't like The Simpsons, <laughs> you know, that like it's a sh- universal show. And my, it's not like my mom's not funny, but I really I that I makes me love her more that like everyone's enjoying this show. And she's just like, ugh, dough, you know, like when, <laughs> like she doesn't get it. <laughs> it makes me it's just like such a specific type. So um, but yeah, so your book is kind of. So your mom's a hater. Joking. <laughs> I like that you can even you can only even stay with it for a second. You're like, so your mom's here. I just, yeah, I love it. The only I can't I can't be like that. You're, you're too full of love. Um, so the problem. book also I feel like it's about the dharma of being a fan mm-hmm. of something. That's right. You know. Oh really? Um, what's yeah. a, what's a dharma for all the people who so, are not that person? <laughs> dharma is a, frantically is a Sanskrit word. It it literally just means a body of teaching. So you a lot of times it's referred to as the Buddhist teachings are called Dharma, but it could refer to any body yeah. of teachings. Judaism or, as a teaching could yeah, be Dharma. Jewish Dharma, or it, it could be just any place that you extract knowledge or wisdom from. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I see. So your podcast is all about the Dharma. The of Dharma of track. Star Trek. Uh, the track track. That's right. It I'm is. so excited because there's no knowledge here. We say wrong facts and we <laughs> we only have uh, pure opinions, <laughs> but we but are extracting we info do. Yeah, from well, we Star extract, Trek. Uh, so we're the extractors. Not facts, but like we don't like we observe ex- and regurgitate facts. We just, we watch and we get, you know, we have really, but, I think really interesting observations on it. Thank so you. stay tuned. Thank you, Alice. Like, I think so I'm too. always trying to get people to not tune out in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> hey, stay tuned. Stay with us. Please. Give it 10 more seconds. Just one second. Um, yeah, I've always been interested in, because I'm a Buddhist. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, but I'm not, it's so interesting. And this is something I wanted to talk to you about. Like, I love Buddhism because it's so impossible to, like your literal job is one of the most impossible things I could imagine. Because whenever I try to describe, like at least my own relationship with Dharma or with like um, any Buddhist principle or or just what it is, it's really difficult mm-hmm. for me to talk about. It's like so much of it is it, it, it it's like once I understood, you know, um, like Zen or once I understood meditating and mindfulness and like shamatha meditation, mm-hmm. I like couldn't describe it to anyone it, it's really hard to talk about it and, and mm-hmm. teach people how to do it like i can't do it um it's like game but, and improv when people are like Whoa, it is so much like it. game and improv it is so much like that. like no yeah. one knows how to explain it very well but it yeah. just it's game is what makes it's you when you get funny. it you get it yeah i see I but it's see like it. you can't you can't try to do it it's yeah. a mysticism you have to let happen um so. i have a question about star trek and uh and dharma teachings do you think it's necessary to implement a dharma professor into the ships <laughs> i am a federation admiral and i'm asking this question because we have a budget and i may be implemented but maybe like should we there might. be a meditation teacher like uh yeah maybe or like a buddhism t- teacher or like uh do you feel like the the ships of the future should have all kind of like mm, a well, philosophical teaching this is i mean it's interesting because especially Star Trek Next Generation, every episode, there's sometimes a very clunky ethical dilemma with the, you know, the prime directive, which mm-hmm. is always Keyword violated. Clunky. So violated. <laughs> so deeply violated. <laughs> Just violated. <laughs> they even violate it on the holodeck. Like right. they'll go on the holodeck and be like, you're a computer. Like they'll like taunt and the people. Like, 
in the politic by telling <laughs> you them have to stop are. telling people what they are <laughs> like stop uh, yeah it's like, could you could break this that would be a, that would be a good hashtag for trekkies prime directive matters yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll I'm, I, I'm worried about using matters yeah, ever it's, that's it's, my yes that's one of the many things i worry about <laughs> yes it would be it would be a nerdy insensitivity probably yeah uh, other people do it and i'll just let them but, do it but right. before all of the, what uh, the nightmare we're living it could have been like <laughs> yeah. matters like matter yeah. yeah like matter in spirit but also ma- like oh you know, yeah like transporting that, yeah. matter and it could also be like in matters yeah, but, but we're mean, in a nightmare so you could also say i mean so what, the narrative here is that like at some time in this century right yeah. the 21st century uh life on earth goes to hell yeah Right, I think doesn't does next happen. In, isn't it like mid twenty first yeah. century? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is four hundred uh, four hundred years into the future. It's like right. an apocalypse. But when they go back in the very first episode with yes. Q, and then the last episode, not to spoiler alert, yeah. <laughs> so it happened in the nineties. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, the, they're in like the year twenty sixty, and life yeah. has gone to hell on earth. Yeah, so, yeah. So you could say we're very much headed for that yeah. narrative. I mean, it's yeah. we're headed it's towards prophetic. The, the Q Judgment Day. Well, right. in the yeah, yeah. So uh, that he's just medi- saying that, that the new time, medieval. He's just right. saying, and and stop me if I'm mansplaining to you, but like he's just saying that like. Oh, well, as you couldn't possibly. I I honestly am most guilty of it of anyone I know, <laughs> um, but it's like the the time remember in queue when they like show the people with the like umbrella that is an umbrella yeah yeah, yeah. like they're, they're, that is happens in 2060 so what he's saying is like we're headed for actual star trek i straight up yeah. have seen that that in kawenga like near the <laughs> by the tent it's already there <laughs> near the near the tent there's a like group the of guy people. that waits outside that's, the highway yeah, yeah that's yeah. like just they just took that and made it the background actors they just didn't even put them in costumes oh yeah we are headed there but uh we're also maybe headed towards uh space exploration and technology we just can't understand mm-hmm. so um so i want to know uh i want to know more like uh, well, i want to know when when yeah. here's my star trek buddhism question which here's like, my star trek buddhism question. here's my star trek buddhism question <laughs> which um which society or race of, from Star Trek would you say is the most like Tibetan? Huh. <gasps> I love this question, Alice. That's interesting. Because uh, I have an answer. Congrats on this question, I Alice. You with it. I mean, thank you. <laughs> I'm not ref- of, of the main, uh, main may- maybe Betazoid, don't you think? Oh possibly? my God, that's a know. great like because of the empathy. Yeah, mm-hmm. the empathy and uh, the and the emphasis on compassion that's totally. and emotion. How about Vulcan? I was going to say it, Vulcan. It was Vulcan, like well, let the, it pass. So this is, is the really but weird Vulcan thing is about more Zen. Tibetan Buddhism is very strange because it has it takes the Indian. Uh, strand a very academic ancient buddhism mm. very sort of uh legalese and very um listy and very like academic study and it mixes it with a pre-buddhist shamanistic culture mm-hmm. so tibetan buddhism is this weird combination i often joke that it's like what would happen if a bunch of shaman went to law school uh-huh. that's tibetan buddhism oh, so of course a human joke that's what was the joke in there he said he said was there was a bad joke yeah Damn it. He said, it's Thank a joke. God you're on the fucking soundboard right now because I just am not on it. You, you take over, Missy. You no, I'm listening. I'm, listen. so no, 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 I'm no, here. Was, I'm here. That was well done. Yeah, it was well done. Um, I'm going to listen later and be like, Alice. Yeah. So these terms are kind of hard for me right now. Like what you're saying is complex because, um, well, I don't know. The philosophy is just p- partly ignorance and partly because they are a little more. Uh, I feel like they're they're concepts of the feelings or the mind or like uh, you mean uh, beta? 
no, no. What you're explaining about like the oh, yeah. the different like philosophies and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you feel like let's put it in Star Trek terms for all our fans and for Veronica, sorry, who's very lost. Um, <laughs> if Vulcans are like let emotions just pass, like emotions mm-hmm. are just below what we should. So it's like Vulcan that- are constantly meditating. Is that right? like they're just watching things? They're like, oh, but that's just a thought. Or, I mean, I think you could also say say that Vulcans are completely in their head, you know, <gasps> so yeah. that there's a, there's an over logical. Yeah, and that's the obviously with Spock. That's his whole. I'm a right. fiery Vulcan. That's a, like, that's a fallacy. Isn't yeah. Data sort of the Spock figure in he the is. next generation? Yes. So You're it's, right. it's that sort of that that quest to get to feeling something. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think the ultimate Buddhist perspective is, you know, it's sort of some balance of the head and the heart that you could mm. actually think clearly when it's time to think, and then you could actually feel your emotions mm. and be present with it's, them. So it's a little bit of both. Mm. There a third thing, element, or like heart, brain, courage, dance, <laughs> tap dance, tap dance, <laughs> tap dance. Uh, uh, ruby, that's slippers. Thing. Yeah, there's yeah. like three, the three jewels. If yeah. I only yeah. had a Thinking, heart, if I only had a brain, feeling, if I only had cut in a rug. This right? is something that people don't know about meditation retreats. But yeah. in my tradition, the Shambhala tradition, usually the dance party that mm-hmm. happens at the end of a meditation retreat is a great dance party. <laughs> really? It's true. Yeah, yeah. After like seven days of like Is it sexy? There challenge, is not a dance party. There often is. And it's oh my usually God. like very, very people are very good dancers. Is it sexy? Actually, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm single, so I'm just trying to... Yeah. figure out where to go where to go <laughs> I, single ladies high five <laughs> i don't want anyone we always hitting have on an me. element of brunch i don't want anyone hitting on me well disclaimer to, okay. oh i see you're saying to the fans to at the home. fans at home the fans at home don't hit on veronica but they already know not to thank you i have a catchphrase you wish you could date me that's my catchphrase and people have started saying it really yeah no nobody has okay um <laughs> uh, no, no. one person quoted it to me on twitter oh really that's nice um so Ooh, okay. wait, this <laughs> is so intense already and so exciting <laughs> that's alice mm. is the only one who who hits that anybody button because she's cause always like reaching for this joke yeah no and you, but, you just let me fall well it's more like like i need to. i have sometimes a hard time remembering things and alice remembers such such facts so you remember such facts oh thank you i like the things you remember thank you we you remember know? such facts that are different such yes. as such as, um, such as they are so you uh, tell me your relationship with the show besides like i know you're like a fan but yeah. but are you like when did you first see it when you so, watch it like when did you watch it you, last you, like yeah. do you remember this episode yeah. blah, blah, blah. it was really interesting for me like finding out you were into this and this mm. was our podcast topic because i talk about in my book being in fourth grade uh when the princess bride came out and that being one of the craziest um times in my life mm-hmm. my parents Bruce teacher died i read my grandparents that. committed yeah. suicide etc so you, both your grandparents i'm sorry yeah they commit and then Princess Bride is about a grandfather reading mm. the story to his grandson. But so Star Trek The Next Generation, I, it was my freshman year in high school. My parents were divorced. I would be with my dad on the weekends and I wasn't cool because mm. I was freshman year. So 1992, 1993. And we would, this would be our uh, Saturday night. We would uh, order Aww. Chinese food and watch Star Trek The That's Next so Generation. That's so cool. That, I love it. Yeah. And that was when it was originally on. Yeah, no. that was when it was like. That's, how old are you? It was syndicated, uh, fourteen, fifteen. That's so rude. No, you're right now. Oh, now I'm thirty nine. Yeah, thirty nine. Okay, very rude. Question. Similar. It is. Is that know. rude to ask? He's from New York. So. They don't care. Oh, I I was taught that if way. If an LA person yeah, would ask, they would be like, "I'm twenty eight, and no one will ever be older than twenty eight. <laughs> I'm twenty three. I mean, I'm uh, thirty six. Hollywood twenty eight. Right. 
Um, so, so, so I, I remember it being like on around the same time. Mm-hmm. I think I was a little bit younger, but I was like, I would also watch it with family and, and yeah. my mom. So was this, this is like a comfort food almost. For you. Oh yeah, for sure. And the, the, me and my dad had a whole language about, mm. you know, cause we were kind of, it's amazing that this has become a popular thing to meta reference. And because we were, it was, he always commented on the techno babble. Yes. Anytime the oh, really? scientific description of an episode overtook the plot, which happens almost oh, every episode. I know. And it's still, if you pay attention it to, to it, discovery. it still feels really loose and sort of lazy. They're even still though doing, it's, it's, I call it tech, uh, tech, tech, how do you call it? Technobabble. Technobabble. That's I call it techno porn babble. Mm-hmm. Babble porn. Babble porn. Techno babble porn. Because it's like some people, I know, it's I, I, I'll come up with some better name, but <laughs> I I actually like when three characters are kind of like, like just yeah, like yeah, yeah. saying technical shit all fast. Like, have, yeah. have you watched And the, as an actor, it's so hard. I know. Nearly yeah. impossible. On Silicon Valley, that was like the hardest thing because mm. you're, I mean, I'm sure it's like that like on a medical show or something. Mm. You're just... You have a whole paragraph of things that don't aren't words to you, right? <laughs> and um, you, so you kind of have to study medicine to understand just one paragraph, just one. Yeah, give me one. So your your that would make fun of the techno babble. Sorry, you were saying something. Okay. I don't know where to point my uh, direction. I'm gonna lay down for a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the listeners, Veronica's laid down, and she's fully on the ground. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm back. You can come back. Wow, that I'm was back. amazing. Yeah, she really regenerates quickly. She kind of we plug her into a report. Um, I was only going to ask if you'd seen Beyond, uh, Discovery. Mm. I have not. On CBS All Access. <gasps> I have not. Is it because CBS All Access The sucks. app sucks. Don't <laughs> download we the don't app. We don't like it. We're, we're mad at it because it they it's a platform where you have to pay for the app and then pay monthly and they still make you watch a bunch of ads. Oh. It's like so many There ads. are like yogurt. You <laughs> want so it? expensive. And you're like, what? Is it catching on? Because that sounds like everything that didn't happen with Netflix. What? So. Ke- catch? Is it catching on? Is oh, it no. popular? Oh, yeah, probably I don't won't. think so. Right? CBS, I think every come network, at me. <laughs> every network just has their, their, their app and everyone wants to charge you a bunch of money. Yeah, <laughs> that's sure that. that's just That's just that. I better get a, I better get a Amazon Prime is the best. You, you can think? just see. I like you, Netflix the best. Well, this have is a them fun both. Topic. <laughs> I have them both, and I have HBO. I've I just part of my job is kind of bragging. Um, watch okay. shit. You, um, g- you guys should do this part of the podcast based on who's sponsoring you in the future. <laughs> uh, and we're definitely not doing that now. So feel free to take, feel free to sponsor us, and always ha- take ibuprofen. Wait, that's just a kind of medicine. <laughs> that is not a brand. That is a generic <laughs> name. The ibuprofen representatives are going to come and be like, Remember wait, to we use heard, paper. We heard you mention ibuprofen. always use paper. We thought of a, co- a cool kind of um, ad for when we start doing ads where you keep preambling different ads and you're like, you ever want to make food but your oven doesn't work? Try to order food online from this app. And then, fuck, I fucked it up. I, I need Brett to be listening to everything that I say. Otherwise, I can't do bits. Brett's too busy. I know. I know. He's a busy guy. He's got a life. So um, well, let's get back to this episode because we, uh, we haven't even started with this episode. I know we haven't. And so, I'm sure there's a lot to cover because it is a weird one. I love how weird it season is. Season one, episode 16, when the bow, bow? When the bow breaks. Breaks. And it's a planet that was able to cloak itself for thousands of years suddenly re- reappears and reaches out to the Enterprise with an unusual request. So this is so the episode opens with I feel like um, yet another they're trying to like make Riker happen. What the it, the episode opens with a kid running into Riker's balls. 
<laughs> oh, okay, that's true. So we gotta watch that. Do you want to see it, V? I would love to. I'm sorry if he bothered Whoa, you. So no bother, Doctor Bernard. I'm not going back. A little before that. I hate that teacher. I hate calculus. You started literally started, after that. I did. Well, it is weirdly the first thing that happened. I like that robe in the back. Look. To the bridge. On the way. Embarrassing. Harry, Harry, come back here. Balls. <laughs> look, look, look where he grabs his. You hurry, Harry. He's like trying not to yes. indicate. Sorry. He did. He ran right in. It's like primetime television, so he can't quite grab his like penis right now. But I'm he. Sorry if he bothered you. No bother, Doctor Bernard. I'm not going back. Sounds like he's been kidnapped. I hate that teacher and I hate calculus. Everyone needs an understanding of basic calculus, whether they like it or not. Why? Whoa. Here's what I think would be really good. If we could have the music from another episode that's like scary, sort of like ominous music play over that and it would change completely because it would be like a this, child abuse. They're playing this music like like it's supposed to be a funny, funny that situation. This kid, but this kid's acting is different than that. It implies that he's being abused, I think, <laughs> right? And then the guy kind of pushes him and, and he got like, pushed. It's not a cool thing for you to witness right. if you're Riker. You're like, there something is fucked up with this dad. <laughs> and that's, I think, what his face is kind of saying. He's yeah. like, damn, yeah, I, I don't, don't like want to be a father. <laughs> no time soon. No thanks. <laughs> that's what um, I started thinking. So did you have any different observations as a new father? Oh, yeah. Your new father? He Congrats. just had a baby. Congrats. Yeah. A little baby girl. She's uh, she's like three or four months old. She's three, three or four. Do you know? Is that loaf of bread size? Um, She's yeah. She's about twice the size she was when she was born. So wow, yeah, double about thirteen pounds. Oh, that's let me write that, that down. Okay. So a child increments their size <laughs> twice by eight we months. Have <laughs> we have a joke about how Veronica doesn't know anything about kids or what they weigh. I'm like, I don't know how much they weigh or their sizes. <laughs> I have no idea. She weighs about seventy-two pounds. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that means well, a techno bobble to me differently than I thought they would. Um. Oh. Anyway, that's so cool. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So what do you think of this scene as a new father and a Buddhist and a person <laughs> and a person and a man? <laughs> this whole episode, it's still in the very cheesy. The first season, I think, was super cheesy. And like this so whole episode cheesy. with the kids and with the planet that they go to. But uh, uh, clearly, the, all of the main characters like Riker and later Picard, they like are so uncomfortable around kids. Mm -hmm. And watching the acting where they establish that is really... Um, uncomfortable too uh, one little aside about my daughter is i actually bought her to my wife's chagrin a picard onesie yes but when you i tried to are... put it on for a photo shoot he's Wait. even pausing for our weird you jewel that's exactly what i hoped <laughs> so you got it you got her a picard suit a picard onesie and i was gonna put her in it but usually good onesies have a little stretchy neck area yeah. and this one didn't no, so i like it's really, only for pinheads i really feel like i traumatized my daughter a little bit trying to put the onesie on so and I got it, it on off. no I, did, oh. I didn't. and you will traumatize her again yes i believe you gotta just rip that neck we all know <laughs> with those shirts right the, the I, neck I got, of the onesie well my Let's... my <laughs> I know. I thought the same. I was like, I Alice, wow. Because <laughs> I remember. Like, I, I want to babysit your baby. When Can my, I? When my uh, cousin was like uh, a potato sized. I don't know. Like I was like, I remember. <laughs> I don't remember ages. I just remember like, like a, when her head looked more like a, you know, a potato. And then later it looked more like a regular human head. Um, 
I remember that when she would get at that age, when the kids get upset about putting clothes on, Mm -hmm. there's like the moment their head disappears into the shirt Mm -hmm. and like the shirt being over there, it freaks them out so much that they can't see that they just immediately start crying. Those heads are so big. (gasps) This is so cute. This is a cute it's baby. A classic baby. Wow, and right a now. star t-shirt. I you mean, like, that, that's like a... Looking, I feel like she's like a diplomatic guest we're in the looking Enterprise. At yeah, who does look like an, <laughs> a space admiral right now. Um, <laughs> that's beautiful. Anyway, I would rip my cousin's t-shirt necks because when I babysit, because I was like in college and I was annoyed that they were, they would always get stuck because she had this gigantic head and I just, every single one, I just like, fuck this. I don't want any Are babies ever. born with the original size head? Their heads grow. They can choose. <laughs> yeah, there's like no, a heads, button. They can choose a button. Medium, a small, and yeah. large. Yeah. <laughs> original, you medium, or small. at the beginning. Usually the mom chooses small and then the baby overrides it. No, it yeah. can look pretty weird coming out. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so hard because I heard that eyeballs don't grow so that's why babies are so cute because their eyeballs uh, remain the same size forever so they have large eyeballs for the small warby some baby rumors uh that come (laughs) some baby rumors that biz that biz i would check it every day wait are the rumors started by babies yeah (laughs) well there's who knows the sources but sometimes it's just a bunch of garb garble guess who shit their pants like all of us Honestly, we just can't stop. Um, so this episode, you're you're saying how like it it's true that they are so uncomfortable with with kids, and in- I would be too because I'm a military man. I'm number one. Yeah. I mean, I'm right around this sitch, uh, and I'm like, I don't. What do you have to deal with kids for? Right, and well, the, the cool thing about this is that like he's right. They all act really. Uh, stranger on children but it's in Picard's character at least that he doesn't like children but Riker is supposed to I think they're trying to make it seem like he's like this cool guy and and he has like these like great relationships with everybody on the ship but he's so awkward with them that it doesn't really come across it's just I I feel like the beginning like you're saying the cheesiness of the first season a lot of the cheesiness is like trying to figure out where Riker fits in Mm -hmm. because they're trying to make him more important than he will be Yes. In a lot of ways. Like he's supposed to be this 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 Kirk like guy who's mm-hmm. really a Lothario and super super he's supposed to be like the handsome guy that everybody falls in love with. He but is. like he's just so weird. He and is like he doesn't he's not able to like wear that much of the plot. Right. And the other characters are so interesting. But then again, like Jonathan Frakes as an actor has his own thing that he I feel like he slips into in later seasons. Like he's like, oh, and I also play the trombone. And they're like, God, okay, fine. We'll just write this in. You know, and he's like this weird nerdy guy. And then later it starts to he starts to make more sense, I think, as a character in the the show when they just let him be the weirdo that he is. I agree. Um, Because they don't need a Kirk on this show. I feel like it's anti-Kirk. No one needs a Kirk. It's so annoying. He's so annoying. We're watching the original series oh, okay. um, at our listeners' best, and then we hate it. <laughs> we hate it so much. It's the worst. <laughs> Except the most recent episode we watched was kind of good. So I have a question. The first thing okay. that... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I sometimes do that. I consistently do that, actually. because you know Let's go with always. We're no, two no, no, ADD no. people. We I, don't do... Yeah. We don't. Um, and I do get... Uh, well, it's mostly because something has been bugging me. And it's... So yeah. they, they talk about this... Pl- they are in the bridge, right? And they talk about this planet that's a myth, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like a pirate ship. It's a... Yeah, it's a, like a pirate ship that no one knows exactly where it is, if it, if it exists. And it. then suddenly, boom. 
it's there. Mm -hmm. And the first thing we see is this woman. Um, like Atlantis of ancient Earth or nine men of Xerxes seven advanced culture, Pangea. centuries old, self-contained, peaceful, incredible technical sophistication, providing the daily needs of all the citizens mm -hmm. so that they could turn themselves over to art and culture. Where's it supposed to be? That's the myth. Somehow, as the legend goes, the Aldeans were Weird able to, ADR. to cloak their planet in darkness and go unseen by marauders and other hostile passers-by who might rob and plunder. <laughs> what a wonderful fairy tale. Scanners still show... <laughs> Tasha, you are always drunk. <laughs> what a wonderful a fairy tale! I bet there's no rape gangs. It's just problematic. She talks about the rape gangs quite a bit when a she that when she is allowed lines. This is her hitting on data. I learned how to stay alive, how to avoid the rape gang. Ooh, cool! Uh, oh wait, wait you're really, really turned on now. Sexy you now. Awesome. Let's definitely do it. Wait, wait, mother. I met a woman. Uh, she, it's serious. Yeah, it's and so I don't serious. mean we're serious. And she's I mean, so she wonderful. Cool. I mean, she avoided the rape gangs. Yeah. Um, so Bring her over. All right. So they get to this plant. They The first woman that shows up is, which is why I was so distracted. It's because I was like, I feel like she's been casted in other Star Trek. That's right. Episodes. This is one of our first big cameos besides you, the guy who plays Quark. Yeah. But is she in more than just that yeah, episode? Yeah, she's in a lot of stuff. Really? Oh. oh, well, she's in a lot of stuff. Who is the actor? Say so her name. So her name is, I tell you, it's Brenda Strong. Uh-huh. And she is an American actress and yoga instructor. Uh, and she appeared in Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. That's how I know. Party of Five, Seinfeld, yep. Sports Seinfeld. Night, Scorch, The Help, Starship Troopers. Um, so there's like, she's, she's in Desperate those... Housewives sort of character actors that you see and you're like, oh, you recognize, yeah. And she only is Rochella in Star Trek, but I thought she was in like 7,000 Star no, Trek episodes in like different roles and it's just because she's super famous in a way that's like subdued. Hard like to place. most people, character actors are like that. Yeah. Where like, like, don't I know you from? They're famous, but they're I'm not. Rich. I'm rich. Yeah, they're not mm. the stars yeah. of things. Um, But her face is pleasing to me. And I don't <laughs> think it's because she's a gorgeous woman when she is. It's just like, like comfort. It. Comforting yeah. to see someone I well, know. That's why she works. Yeah, that's the why. Secret behind Brenda Strong's brand. Brand. Her strong, strong brand. Strong brand. Um. um so I want to know if you had any like uh, initial thoughts about this episode in particular from maybe like a Buddhist perspective, kind of like <laughs> from maybe. I mean, let me tell you, it better be. It better be a Buddhist You're perspective. You're our only Buddhist this season. We really need it. <laughs> um, I don't know if, if, I mean. First, did you remember this episode I'm when you were Buddhist, watching it? So. I'm sorry, Alice. I'm it's just, been a Buddhist perspective I'm, this whole time. I'm sorry. I'm talking to our guest. Uh, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so I didn't remember this episode. I actually, after the election, like as comfort food late at night, watched mm -hmm. a, a couple seasons again of, mm -hmm. of The Next Generation. You skipped it one and two. You know what you did. I did because I feel like the show didn't quite have its identity yet. And mm -hmm. it's so kitsch and cheesy. And it's either because it's like didn't know what it was doing and the characters weren't established or because it's trying to reference the cheesiness of the original 1960s mm -hmm. series. So Right. Yeah. It takes a couple seasons, Hollywood. It takes a couple of seasons. <laughs> That's right. But. I do think from a Buddhist perspective, like my tradition is Shambhala is based on this idea of kind of another lost city of Atlantis mm -hmm. myth, which is like a, an enlightened society in the Himalayas that can't really be found. That is 
a place where people knew how to treat each other. So I haven't looked for it yet. What they what they end up finding is like this sort of, you know, this place that's not quite what it says it is. Mm. And, and so that's kind of interesting. That's kind of interesting. I feel so like you're what saying is if an, we, what is an enlightened society? If we looked for the enlightened society and went over the Himalayas with a fine tooth comb, we would find something that we don't want to find. Or I, you, you, or you get your the, kids stolen. Sometimes the myth is is bigger than the actual. Yes. The, the myth is useful, which is so you like the the crown. I learned this from watching the crown in one of my many I apps. Like the way you say the crown. Uh, the crown is a show about the queen and the, <laughs> the crown. <laughs> it's it's about this like you may be a woman, you may be a wife, you may be this person, but to people. You are this larger oh, yeah. than life image. And if you break that by any for any reason, you're gonna break so much. Right. So this like uh oh, so civilization if found will always be breaking the myth. Cause we're it's gonna always break that that like if we're searching for this like uh messianic thing, right? right. Uh yeah. that's like lost. And then suddenly we see it, we're gonna start seeing the stitches of it. So right. it's better never found. Because mm-hmm. then people have cancer in it or something, you know, which right. is what happened in this case. The prime directive actually would probably be to just not look for it. The prime directive in this yeah, case would. I don't. I don't quite understand the prime directive. Like, well, I think after it's just so many episodes of Star Trek, you get more confused about the prime directive. <laughs> the, the prime directive itself is almost like a lost city right. of Atlantis. Like if you look too closely at it, it, it disintegrates. It, it falls into. Or if you look at it at all in any episode of Star Trek. Or in the J.J. Abrams translation of Star Trek. What do you think about the Aldean people taking the children? Like, should have the TNG people just let it go? I mean, if I was Picard, I would have been like, just let it go. Let it go. Let the, let the kids, kids go. Let the children like, just go. let the kids go. <laughs> just let them go. They're a liability in this ship, and we are in deep space. It does start out with them running amok, <laughs> and they won't stay in the calculus. If, what would we be able to accomplish if we didn't have to teach these dumb kids stuff like <laughs> calculus? Let's cut the fat. You know? uh, <laughs> Do you really want me to disagree with uh, agree with you? On uh, no, no. I kind of like a uh, counterpoint. This is like one of those Fox News roundtables. Yeah. I'm going to bring you your liberal perspective. And out this. there counterpoint so just so that you can people really point. matter? <laughs> so, but I, found, I found that it depends. It is amazing how, honest. yeah, it is amazing how they work their way around <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. conservative. Like, so That's do, true. Do you, is it really important to care about people who well, don't look this, like this you? Because this debate about this immigrant, <laughs> this young, like... That's how they present... I did that. What they do to us. Ugh. Like, is, does it really matter to have children on board? Well, yeah. I think it would matter more to us if the children weren't terrible actors. <laughs> like, we would probably care more if and they weren't. I've super only done annoying. a little bit of acting, but the space around the line delivery in the children's <laughs> scenes is really odd. They're just like there's <laughs> like said? five, and it's not a meditative space. It's, it's like, like a five a, beats. <laughs> it's like it's a tense, it's not meaningful. It's a tense five beat. It's who an empty five. Said? I don't know. One of our guests count. was talking about it. Like I think it was Brian Husky who was like the. It's like the editor is on is on some sort of like a drug and he's like on an upper and he's like, mm-hmm. this is moving too fast. I gotta slow it down. This is like overwhelmed with it. So he's just like putting tons of space in between. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like it's the editing. It, I mean, the acting, it feels like it could just be the person like cutting it in the wrong right. spot. If you cut it just right after the line into like another line. Yeah. And yeah. it can sound like a conversation. Instead of saying over here. 
Maybe the child actors are actually being directed by Will Wheaton. He's not just leading the kids in the Wesley. But <laughs> yeah, he's the, actually. They were like, oh, they're a bunch of kids. You lead them. I don't know. You're the child actor who's an expert. Oh, so it's very meta when the Eldians say, you are their leader. He literally is they meant their You're leader. the director. This the um, child That's director. another thing that I, let's go to that scene, even though we're jumping out of order, because I really appreciate the amount of, um, Jump, what does the amount of like unpaid off uh and then we <laughs> things have, that they've set up in this show we uh, have to go back then to troy and whether oh, yeah, she I has can't, an I don't actual even know feeling. what i'm going to so i'll just go to uh i just want to know like after the first encounter if troy says anything so basically i'm here to defend uh commander troy <laughs> at all costs <laughs> to me uh at all costs because i feel like they don't write mount, really well for her defense. and Wait, which because scene of troy an, do you want uh well is i just want to know well, it's, it's it's more about the fact that it's a character with uh, limitless potential that was not tapped mm. just because she has this power that writers don't know how to use very well because she's a woman, one. And second, because if she's there for so many of the plots, she could easily figure it out. Mm -hmm. uh, so they take her out consistently or have her state something obvious so that she doesn't like say the things before the audience can catch up to it right so it's a neglected character due to a writer's mistake i think so right. i'm wondering what she says about the first encounter with these aldeans so the aldeans have just zapped themselves on onto the starship with their amazing technology and then they zapped away something from us something we value greatly i thought it was going to be so war so much that they're afraid we won't part with it that's specific we're ready to receive you, Commander Oh, so they, they were bold enough to be like, this is a little bit the plot, yeah. the mystery. It's like, okay, cool. Because yeah, sometimes they... she's just like, I sense deception based off his eyes. And we're like, we all saw the actor go. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I sense a spaceship. <laughs> I like, sense we're on. Uh, I sense we're on I a mission. I sense I'm on the deck of a spaceship. But right. part of that and why I said she's like the most Tibetan, I feel this exact same way about Star Wars is that there's certain sci-fi that goes into like sort of a character who can deeply use their mind. Mm -hmm. But we don't know what that actually, unless you're like actually working with your mind. And it's even then, it's very hard to express. It's like you talking about your right. meditation practice. Like, what are you actually doing? You know, you're trying to get to know yourself better. You know, you um. develop more awareness. But so like anytime the Jedi like, start doing things they just close their eyes for a minute and then it assumes that they're in tune with the universe because uh -huh. that's the only way we know how to express that so like oh. the deep empath how do you actually express that it's it's really hard i mean it puts like sci-fi at a big maybe that's why her character is underused because you can't that's right what is it like to actually be aware it's, it's that's very kind the, of you to the writers of that time period but i'm gonna disagree entirely <laughs> no i no, i do no i do like <laughs> law and order it's a little too loud still but you know we gotta use it no no i actually agree with you where like language is actually very short and like it's a it's a it's like a shoe size five when you're like shoe size eight in your brain like That's right. you can only use so much of the yeah. shoe metaphor may not i love no it. sense uh, but it's uncomfortable but it is uncomfortable it's like a language is so limiting the second i say i love you and there there's like my feelings are so right. complex compared to that one word mm -hmm. uh and that one word is gonna activate some things in you that are so different than mm -hmm. what i well, i always say i love you for now that's what i do to make sure and that you put no, your hand out like that yeah, like a separate, to whoever i like, love i love you for now 
And there's a lot of caveats. She's to saying that. like That's with a, say. a face of like warning, just <laughs> like, and I'm not looking at the like, person. I'm just like looking away. And you better and know alarmed. that and don't and that's question just, it. You know, because I want to. You know, it's like sort of like it, it's a it's a constant prenup with me. Mm-hmm. Everybody in our in my vicinity. Okay. So you're yeah. basically <laughs> saying that the sci-fi but again. I'm a Buddhist, and that's how we act. <laughs> so the, the listeners know it's just the way it's got to be. So you're the example. You just uh, you, you always try to protect yourself, right? Right. That's from yeah, feelings. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's really important. So is <laughs> Buddhism like something that embraces the feelings that you do have or is more like shoving them away and making them feel like they you can be you're just an impulse of the human mind right now? No. Yeah. yeah that's why he's right. It's not very Vulcan because it isn't like there's no element of well, the kind of Buddhism that I know that has mm-hmm. anything to do with pushing feelings down. Yeah. But people think that's I mean, people think of meditation as stress reduction and they think of it as controlling the mind well, and they think of it as like I'm going to. So you just embrace. Well, yes, with with some structure and with some technique yeah. and with a supportive environment. For but me, it's like you just you just look, you just like look at it. It's not even like you, I think observe. That's to me very is Vulcan. Too, too detached of a word, but it isn't like you just feel. Like for instance, like I. Let's say I have rage right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. it's a feeling that's very strong. Mm-hmm. That's hard to ignore. It comes up. I say, hi, Rage, or am I like, go away, or am I like, Rage is there, and I feel it, and it hurts. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's more like the third more like thing. More like that. Yeah. Oh, I just like, but it's without the words. It's more I mean, like that observation. Could, could help as linguistic instructions. You I know, see. But the, the relationship between the language of your mind and the and the physical experience of the rage is is tricky to navigate. And it's that's very when tricky. you get an empath character, it's the same. It's like how do you express right. what it's like to feel? But I do think a lot of people think meditation is like go away feeling and it's like actually observe, feel. We actually use the word in Jambala feel quite a lot for yeah. the a natural style of mindfulness. So there's an embracement of the feeling also a little bit rational a little bit from a detached perspective but you're also in it you're yeah. feeling it so embrace, it's a very hard with, balance embrace without fixation is the way i it's would say a, it's okay. a hard balance yeah the sure. balance is also but that's the practice i think balance I is the most like useful word for me about it because like it's balance. a lot of what troubles people i think about um just just uh trying to f- philosophize their way around life is like this discomfort with duality and for me meditation was the very first kind of awareness in which there was no um attempt to explain away dualities Mm. you know things that could exist um you know like i for instance had a happy thing happen to me and at the same time apprehension you know Mm -hmm. which is what'll happen if you get a new job whatever you meet somebody it's like this 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 like you're exalted about news and then at the same time a ton of apprehension but like you wouldn't ever describe you know one you wouldn't be black or white about those things because it's not like my mind is constantly uh going back and forth you just enter a new spectrum of feeling in the middle of whatever that is and then and then you just accept that you're when i meditate if i meditate through that like the other night i was like on a high about something that went you know a good job i feel like you're not explaining buddhism and you're just dying to tell us what it is that you're just trying to say (laughs) i'm hosting a new late night show uh taking over for james gordon um yeah they haven't announced it yet because it's not really real but Um, by the time this comes out by the time this comes out i here's how i figure it manifest do you know what i mean how are they gonna? How are they gonna say no now that I've said it on our podcast, which is, <laughs> I believe, has just as many listeners as the James Corden podcast, which doesn't exist. Um, anyway, but like those moments of extreme emotion, mm. 
meditation is often a relief for me because it's like having a um it's like the difference between having a like like having a strong emotion in the subway or mm. having a strong emotion in an, in a gymnasium mm. by yourself you can mm. kind of like get it all out and mm. see you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. being a child about it, you know, like you can move around a lot and or scream or whatever, but it's, but that happens in your mind. Hmm. You can let the. I'm a little confused by your explanation, yep, Alice. See, I'm just gonna have to. No, no. I'm just gonna have to say that. That is completely valid. Very honestly, I'm. I mean, yeah. I'm not even trying to shake. We you. have a relationship of radical honesty, <laughs> you and I, and it's that's true. why this works. This works because it's the honesty. But is it is is she right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Point at our guest and say, "Is she right? Go." <laughs> All right, so the, how this gets complicated is... This been the most stressful podcast. <laughs> Are you stressed out You've ever right done? <laughs> Me? No. I love it. You love it? Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just think it's, it's funny, very to, different do a, from other funny to do a Buddhist then. podcast. I just yeah. got, go, Buddhism, 10 seconds, go. Yeah, <laughs> I just no. got really confused. I'm sorry. I mean, this is... Don't I've, be. I've done a lot of podcasts recently because my, uh, my book came out recently, but uh, this is definitely... Go get it. Come uh, on. The most fun podcast with with two people, two hosts. So that's creating a dynamic. It's us. Yeah. It's us. Wait, he said two hosts, but what the, are the other fun podcasts? <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, is that me embracing my feelings? Good. <laughs> um, no, but like, okay, I don't know if you have any thoughts on what she said, yeah. so that I could. Uh, me Understand and the listeners better. at You're home are so, much better at explaining. All right, so it's it's complicated because you have to separate the view of the practice that you do, which is the basic idea and intention by which you're working with your mind from the technique and Mm -hmm. when we get into buddhist meditation there's many different techniques which each have different structures and to get to your goal to your intention yeah exactly but the but the basic view is of how you observe everything and the the founder of my tradition uh, said the point of meditation is to make friends with yourself so doing very little work in my last book the road home i updated that to say that meditation is about accepting your own friend request Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I like that because yeah. I've been trying to befriend myself for a while, and I'm like, this bitch is complex. Right, but <laughs> so, that's something you might say about a friend, right? Right. I love you. This bitch is complex, right? So there's right, a, right, right. But there's a sense of inclusion and connection, and and then getting to know, and then out of that getting to know, hopefully, uh, at trust. some point, trust is a mm-hmm. huge thing, and then uh, eventually developing more care and compassion, and then out of that, the last thing. People always want this first, but usually the last thing is like, how do I act skillfully in the world? Like, how do I make a good choice? How do I know which way to go? That's the last? I, I think it has to be the last because there's that's it's the hardest thing. Then it's coming out. To, and it's so unique to every situation. Right, like, right. Like everybody wants to know what to do about this pre-apocalyptic mm. sci-fi Trump world that we're living in. Oh, my God. I, I don't want to, you know, piss off your trump supporting right uh fans yeah. but they're um, not they're they honestly gotta go. they're the most diehard uh, we've been trying to get rid of them <laughs> they are just they will not they're get like, shaken they're they like love this we shit. love trump and tricks in the city and the trucks in the city we love right. your perspective really and i'm just right. confounded i'm like why I did you guys well, do and i have a still question about, him. about this process that you're describing mm. with your your friend your own friend request and how it like it evol- evolves in is there any TNG character that you feel like went through that through the seasons through that mm. like self knowledge and then friendship and then yeah I confidence mean, and then oddly the the character who has the most self process in this Zay Riker. 
No. I mean, who's I who described? Is, it's data. data. Yeah. yeah. It's because he's always trying to get like an emotion algorithm going mm-hmm. and he's and he's always trying to figure out how to be more human. Mm-hmm. Do you feel and like he feels what, at some point? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's it's um, taken advantage of like mm-hmm. in the uh, in the movie with where the Borg. They go back mm-hmm. in time and the board. Which movie is that? Yeah. First uh, Contact. I, first contact. Exactly. I was going to say, I was letting you get to it first. <laughs> I don't know such if, a huge Star Trek if, nerd. if fans know that I haven't watched any of the movies and I'm actually saving them for this podcast. Okay. So. I like that movie a lot, actually. You're great. Anyway. I'm saving it. Uh, and I might cry because it's the last of TNG I'll ever oh, see that is true. new. Which happened to me. Uh, but mm. uh, so Data, of course, uh, he yeah. has that journey of uh, of, uh, of a man, yeah. of a, of a well, human man. Well, trying to be human, which means feeling more. You know, and wow. I and I actually also see him as like there's an element of his personality that really strikes me as very like Buddhist. That is this, he's just like unjudgmentally curious about everything, mm-hmm. like everything that happens, no matter what is good or alarming or bad. He's always like, huh, you know, <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything's. They took your kids. Interesting. Huh. <laughs> But, and humans oh. value that. And he's just everything is just like firing synapses right. all the time. He's just learning and learning yeah. and learning and learning. Um, so what do you data. think of the outfits of those kids? <laughs> okay, let's, yeah, let's go to it. This is an amazing <laughs> thing. This uh, Brett has not stopped texting this whole episode. You're right. We got to get we got to get Brett back on board. Um, and he's laughing now. That. He's laughing. So you want to say like when there's a group of kids or which one? L- like the, let's see the first group of kids. So these are the kids being snatched away. I think right? I love that. By this the way, great look scene. at that outfit. Yeah, we've got a kid in the back here. <gasps> and does she just not get snatched? She's black. Because I don't remember there being a young black <laughs> that girl. That is so fucked up. That, they well, didn't. That's yeah, how so I, this is what that means. They is, snatch a group of white kids into the... They take all the white kids. Okay, Wesley. They, they take Wesley. And then they take... Let's see the... And they go to commercial. Ethnicities. Which is... Oh, and now they go... They take this rando. Another rando. White. That girl's white. gone. Oh, they only take the nope. white kids. They're really only taking the white kids. Red hair. I didn't even catch that. There you go. Alexandra. She has a poodle hair. This other white kid. Okay. Blonde. Hilarious. Aryan. What if they just also took Worf? <laughs> if Alexander was there, he would not have been taken no, away because he sure. is a little well, he's shit. He's also ethnic. <laughs> no. So oh, yeah. That too. That <laughs> on a rewatching, there's a problematic angle, which is that they have not taken the one child of color. But Aldea should be called Aryan. Um, and they specifically said that they took the most promising kids. The yeah, planet so this is a of white Aryan. supremacist. This is a deeply Aryan white supremacist planet. Aryan. Cool. This planet. is 1989, where uh, so many 20, 30 years. Well, how many years? So 30 years in the future, and we are still dealing with this shit. So. This is yeah, no, it's good to point out. This is like another one of Steve Bannon's planet. <laughs> <laughs> there's ISIS three, and there's a. There's a is ISIS? Oh yeah, ISIS, ISIS three, Medi- Murdercon, like the one where they were Rubicon the, three, the one where they're all the like weird Aryan German people running around with like loincloth. Rubicon, Rubicon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The it's another the healthy Bannon. fit people who jog, and, and then they're all there's, blonde. There's this this Aldian that's called uh, Aria, Arian. It's called Arian. It's not called Arian, is it? No, it's Aldean. called Aldia. Okay. Um, so they take the most promising white kids. Uh, <laughs> all the others should be eliminated. <laughs> basically i know it's kind of like so that sucks i didn't notice that before i didn't notice that either yeah wow what do you all think at home i mean that sucks tell us (laughs) tell us tell us tweet at us that sucks (laughs) tweet uh, tell us that it sucks um yeah did you have a leading were you oh you (laughs) were nervous 
You wanted to talk about the outfits of the kids, though, right? Yeah, let's go to that group shot of the kids because um, they all look like a, you know, I had a Barbie that when you put eyes on her swimming suit, it would change colors and it, it all looked. This all looks like a Twister commercial. Is it the end end where they're all sitting at a table together? No, the beginning when they all land in the planet. Oh, shoot. Okay, that's it's harder to find. This. That's right. I need to start writing they, it down. A little bit after that. This one? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's it, right? There's Brenda hugging Alexander. I don't think they ever got her name right. Like, people would say it differently throughout yeah, the whole episode. Alexandra. Like, Alexander. Uh, Alexander. Alexander. Ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> That's my middle name, Alejandra. A unit is a group where those of similar talents and interests live together. Oh, a family. Do you mean like a family? Yes, uh, you could call it that. Why don't you? Families dress the same color palette. Have families. Ugh, I love Wesley so much in this episode. The card know you're doing this? No, you're doing it. I love those triangle lamps in the back. Yeah. So what do you think of what what the Aldians are doing? Like, uh, take well, a child at all costs. I don't feel like this is controversial from an <laughs> yeah, ethical standpoint. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but let's talk about the Aldians' decision. I mean, I like is there is something just... savable here? Or... <laughs> Come on, give me something. Are, wait, did you kidnap a child? It seems like you did, and you're just trying to justify it. You're like, so did what if you, you really so need a kid? Like, think about it. They need this kid. If there's like a spell that you're trying to accomplish, <laughs> there's a child that you need. Say you witchcraft make a kid disappear why would that be so bad yeah um i don't know what what would uh basically i guess what i'm saying is this is very intrusion that's like an intrusion and 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 stealing what is the buddhist perspective on that oh yeah kidnapping a straight on kidnapping and uh that's the one thing that's encouraged borrowing kids for different uses (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what does Buddhism is one, think of uh, child labor? And, maybe and one the, argument to say that, like, you know, if you can see it as like I'm helping this g- people mm-hmm. by selflessly um, <laughs> getting, <laughs> hey, when you do like selflessly g- giving of your what you have and gener- being generous with your, I don't know, extra kids. <laughs> much of a stretch because you'd be concerned about you'd really be more concerned about my kid going to live with this weird white supremacist planet like you wouldn't be (laughs) just like yeah well if you need it take it you know there's just something that helped me a lot when I first started meditating that like a story I think that yeah Susan Hyver tells it uh, (laughs) fuck off (laughs) it's about this uh, meditation teacher who traveled to another country what if I told it during the break Ooh. Well, I feel like people at home want to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like you just started it. Anyway, and he and he got his passport stolen. And uh-huh. he was like without money, without his passport, his whole folio and everything. And then somebody was like asking him later on, like, well, that was shitty. Like, weren't you mad about it? And he's like, yeah, at first. But then I just offered it. Mm-hmm. And that helped me so much because I've never been a person who could ever know where anything is. Like, mm-hmm. I've just always left things like I've just realized I can't buy expensive sunglasses it doesn't work. For yeah, me. my dad asked go. me if I was ready for real woman sunglasses because yeah. I felt like he was prepping to give me yeah. some or like gift me. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, yeah. no, because you'd be disappointed in half a month. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't take long. Yeah. So now I just, you know, have a more offery type relationship to my items. 
that my don't. items. Right. But that's how to deal with something getting stolen. That's yeah. not the yeah. that's a not child. the ethics of stealing another <laughs> sentient being. So yeah, you don't. So Buddhism uh, says no. You to don't say child karma to give. I you know there's lots there's as many different interpretations as there are practitioners. But I I think I could say with fair certainty. <laughs> oh, you heard <laughs> that Buddhist teachers should be against. Yeah. Kidnapping. Well, how do you oh, okay. how do you respond <laughs> to all to the different sure. Buddhist teachers coming out saying kidnapping is good and the best? <laughs> there have been there's a so few many. Buddhist scandals and recently. And this is a topic not about kidnapping Great. for a break. before you don't you want more than my tracks i can make another whole podcast you just have to write me checks she's like pretending oh, she's like God, pawing like a cat when it wakes you Patreon. up she's pawing the oh, table as if it God, was a piano but why can't i there's hear? no distinguishable like keys it's, being played it's just like uh, website online Put in your info. La da da da. All right. <laughs> I did it. That's the first draft, Tori. I did it. Eat your heart out. Actually, anyone else who's, who's doing that? Damn. Damn. It was a pretending. <laughs> <laughs> been there. Oh, uh, really? So just subscribe to our Patreon because we are not stopping making content. It is just. It's coming and going. It truly is a lot. Today, I asked people. <laughs> I, I asked people. Uh, I asked the same person three times if they were watching Star Trek Discovery, <laughs> and they were like, "No." And I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna keep trying until you start." Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're obsessing about. We're out there, Star Trek, man. making names. We're making and taking names. Yeah, and because God gives, and, and He taketh away. Taketh away. I don't know why that what, has anything. What to Bible do with is that from? Um, the the non-Jewish Bible? The New American Webster <laughs> Miriam Bible. <laughs> there are three levels of description, uh, including scant level, which is $5 a month, and you get all the bonus content for $5 a month. Too cheap, I'd say, since we say so many things. We say um, Whoa. And at the next level up, you get to pay us more. Twice that. What's the name? <laughs> for twice that, you could be What's a Wesley sweater subscriber and you could get all of the bonus content in your regular regularly subscribed rss feeds as well as shout outs on the episode Mm -hmm. bonus content such as some sort of correspondence i believe as well as a little tiny baby go merch things for you and that's uh exclusively made for you by us and by us, nobody else like, gets it literally alice has some kind of design yeah, I'm where she's sort does of a things. crafter i'm and actually then at the, uh, top i'm more like i like it because <laughs> i don't design you're a curator i'm like hmm yeah you, taste. you you pick out yeah, things yeah, yeah. i'm a taste like, maker yeah you sure are <laughs> top level subscriber what's that called vero it's called a fashion intruder oh no for the fashion intruder level what do you get well, you get our pussy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All don't get like episodes. that. The fucking you don't, might. don't even put that in hey, your brain, okay? Well, get you that know, image out of your brain. You never know if it's consensual. It's true. And you'll get insights like that if you subscribe <laughs> at the at the at the fashion intruder level because we will be sending you our or we'll be sending you our t-shirts that we need you to lander and get back to us. Is that all right? Can you can you do our laundry? Can you do it's our a, laundry? If you have a weird fetish that you got to do our laundry, how about 
Is not. that a fetish? How about we just send you a t-shirt that we designed especially for that level of subscriber? And oh my God, it's so cool. You, you guys wear it again. I want one of these t-shirts so bad. You get one of these t-shirts and you'll also be responsible for uh, funding us on a uh, super subscriber level, which means that when you come to our shows, which will happen, we will take pictures with you and sign your autographs. Um, that's all that I have to say on that. Subscribe or don't. But if you are, you're a winner. So, so we did that the break, break was right? so good. Wow, that br- I didn't even notice that it. it was so good. I mean, it was so good. It's <laughs> what you want out of a break. <laughs> Thank you. Just like a, it just is that Buddhist of me to be you. like what I want of the what break? If, I don't why know. does it matter? To I'm you so to be confused Buddhist. about Buddhism because oh, uh, so you should talk about Judaism. Oh, because that would be interesting to our guests, I think, and I want to know how it's going. Well, Judaism is uh, something I'm converting to, <laughs> um, and and it's basically the the main. Uh, statement of Judaism is there were gods and now God is one. So mm-hmm. God is one. It's the only thing you have to understand. How you define that, what you, your concept of God is, like of that, that's up to you. Mm. And that's, it's it's the Shema. It's like, listen, Israel, God is one. Mm. Uh, Adonai is our God, Adonai alone. So um, just one, one God, and we call him that. And mm-hmm. then they have like a a relationship that's a little contractual with God, and I really like that. I, it's very Ferengi in a way, but it's very also. Um, it's also. I don't know if I feel like God is one. My pers- my personal Veronica perspective of it is if God is one, and ev- so one is everything. It's not split, so everything is God. So I'm part of the one so the one is part of me mm-hmm. so that's how i like loop it in my brain and then it, mm-hmm. it really helps me understand me as a part of the whole mm-hmm. and the whole as a part of me and how like if i do something to someone i'm also hurting me because mm-hmm. we're all part of one mm-hmm. especially since we see earth since space exploration started and we go back and see earth and it's just one ball like mm-hmm. we're not a bunch of little beings we're one mm-hmm. we're just one up like one floating you know one thing we're one um so that's basically uh judaism and then what you do with it there's like judaism that's like people who are more into meditation there's Mm -hmm. people who are there just because of the group you know the contract the group the tribe uh people are in it for the joke people are in it for the for the food Mm -hmm. uh people are in it because you're because they want to be judgmental moms yeah so there's a lot of like uh (laughs) <laughs> Hispanic parallels, mm-hmm. uh, Latin parallels. Um, but basically, yeah, the, the vision is, uh, and then the main mission of Judaism is tikkun olam, which is to balance and heal mm-hmm. the world. Because, of course, the world was made by God, or it's God, and we are part of it. So we should raise that vibration of it all. That's Not awesome. every Jew is like that. I mean, there's ultra-Orthodox who are in their, you know, their party. And mm-hmm. then we... Reformed Jews are more like, how can we make peace in the Mm -hmm. world? What can we do? Mm -hmm. You know, like, so that's basically what it is. Um, So I don't think Judaism would condone the kidnapping of those children. So not Judaism either. No, I don't know what religion would condone. I do know. I know what religion. The Aryan children? The custodial religion. The custodial? (laughs) That's the name of their, I think their higher power. Oh, the custodial. Yeah, Yeah, the higher computer computer Their higher computer. They just love this guy. He's their god, I would say. If they have a godhead, it's this this guy. 
the custodian who um, they're introducing Wesley to in this like fantastic Wesley shading scene. Um, do you think like the the custodian's like source of power like did I, they eliminate cancer? Did they uh, learn how? To, what was the conclusion of this episode? Basically, you know, like well, these people are all sick, right? This and, is the other thing about and the, the early power, season episodes. Every all the problems just kind of go away. Yeah, and the power. I think you could also say that this episode is a strong critique of monotheism in terms of putting your all of your hope in a higher power. In too. a higher power, right. and that you forget, you lose your contact with how things actually work on the on the ground. Is the, it a higher power yeah. of a man made higher power, like um, a machine dependency? Oh, it could well. be both. I mean, I think we they treat it like a higher family. power. It's oh, I like that. I like all those points. I promise you'll be happy. We were happy before we came. He got grandparents. So sassy. Offering more, especially for you. He didn't get like parents. He got grandparents. Twyla, he's so weary. I feel badly for you that you have no children. <laughs> I got to give Will Wheaton a huge shout out. That we don't want to be here. He's really good in this episode, right? And we will not cooperate. And in general. And he's great on Tumblr. Great glasses. We do. Oh, he sneaks into. Oh, okay, I, this is this is the scene after See, sleeping with my really shoes on. I'm sleeping with my shoes. Okay, so this on. will be the lesson to Alice to write down the time codes of the things that I want to put on the podcast. Ooh, I like their transporters. Uh, they're like they're very quick. door frames. Do you think they're good for earthquakes? Is that a myth? <laughs> Those door frames. Okay, here it is. I appreciate your attempt at banter. Okay. This is the uh, introduction of the custodian. Authorized file for third level clearance. Proceed, Duana. Announce yourself to the custodian. Hello, custodian. <laughs> I am Wesley Crusher. Hello. Hello, Wesley. Your voice will now activate third level clearance. I love that metallic hint. What does that mean? You may ask any questions you wish. Thank you. I just did. <laughs> Duana. What does the custodian do? It frees us from all burdens. Why does he what? ask her? Why does he ask her? He just got permission to get any answers from the custodian. And he doesn't, he's not used when? to it yet. All oh, right. Hundreds of centuries ago. That's when it was made. What is its power source? <laughs> Wesley, why is that important? Because I'm trying to break out of here, bitch. We ask it to, it always has. What difference does it make how it works? If you don't know how it works, then how can you repair it? Why would we want to repair it? <laughs> From time to time, every computer, I mean, custodian, <laughs> requires maintenance. Wesley, Redu is right. You ask questions I can't answer. Okay. So, um... That was my Catholic education. My entire Catholic education. <laughs> my Lutheran education. Um, it was like, look, but God why? And they're like, we can't answer. Right. It sounds a lot like a yeah. approach to spirituality. It really like does. It's just, you've lost all kind of psychological or... or heart level ability to apply principles that actually help you in your life it's that, just obedience it's obedience yeah with two of kind this of blind is the way cosmic narrative. it works yeah. also i have a lot of questions with a smile I'm, this is the way it works like <laughs> i'd like to ask smile. the custodian hey why do you have a fuck ton of buttons that don't seem to do anything and we just address <laughs> you by voice like why aren't you just an orb like why do <laughs> why are there all these buttons all over the place and why are you three screens like there's three You're, or are you do editing? they do anything <laughs> 
I'm have interested. You, have you guys investigated who like who is the like set designer for the for all the tech on? We have not because We've I'm fascinated by our that. Oh, really? says that that's someone else's job on okay. another podcast, <laughs> and it leads us to do not that work. Although I'm 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 a little curious about this question because um, the original show so far I'm I'm like so impressed with the set. Design. It looks mm-hmm. amazing. It's the most gorgeous thing I've seen. And Beautiful. then this one sometimes I'm like mm, clunky. Uh, but sometimes it's like so awesome too. Mm-hmm. I feel like they do retain that, you know, the they red great glow. Use of tie-dye. Um, yeah, they do a great use of tie dye and the fashion on this episode. The fashion on this episode. Whenever they have to make a like a group of people wear clothes that are not Federation, like whatever costume of a, of a planet. I especially in the very first season, I feel like they just go hog wild and mm. they make such like there was that inner light episode where everybody's just wearing tie dye. Like right. they just all look like. It looks like Williamsburg or whatever. But they're also like cool. I'm from Williamsburg. Nobody wears tight. <laughs> Not anymore. There. Oh no. my god, it's been like. See, so it's only a California. Th- it's a Venice thing, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, that sounds more like Abigail to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. The the um, the this episode also like the, they. I feel like they were like, what are what is of the now? Okay, let's put that there and let's just make it up like it's a revival of the now because all the kids are dressed like literal 90s commercials mm-hmm. i feel like they look loud so packaging? nice all it all it's so loud she's opening some shit in her uh, i've eaten plantain she's eating plantains um, delicious do you want a plantain <laughs> he wants one <laughs> yeah, i want one too we're all gonna eat plantains it's, brett it's how many loudest... minutes of this show can we eat plantains for how many minutes do we have left we haven't been going for we have five minutes of plantain. Serious? I got to do this because this is five the only left? podcast I've been offered oh. a plantain. Five minutes of plantain. On the air. Really? Yeah. So rude, everyone else. Right Come now? on. No, we're not. Are we just eating into the... We're, no, there's no pause. Alice, just because you decided five minutes before the end of the episode to it's open your minutes. plantain. It's not five minutes before the end of the episode. Yeah, it is. We got more time. Five minutes of plantains. So we got so he's, 20 minutes. he's designated five minutes of plantain. <laughs> <laughs> He's our custodian. He's, the, he's a totally our custodian. <laughs> Brett is our cu- really is. We depend entirely on him. I don't even know how much the episodes last. Yeah, I just listen to them, mm. and it's all cleaned up. I have a no. This is definitely a break. God, this is great, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They sell these at the deli. Can I give Will Wheaton a little more of a shout out? Because mm-hmm. you could say indirectly that he's partially responsible for the Princess Bride getting made. Really? What? Because Princess Bride was. In Hollywood, it was a well-known book because it was written by a famous Hollywood screenwriter, mm-hmm. William Goldman. But nobody thought you could turn it into a movie. That's it was, so silly. That's crazy. Okay. Well, only now after the kitsch right, understanding right, right, right. of what a deconstructed, postmodern, hilarious fairy tale is. But because Rob Reiner's l- recent movies had done so well, um, this is Spinal Tap and, and Stand By Me, being and his performance in Stand By Me is like, that movie holds up so well. Mm-hmm. His uh, Reiner's uh, film company said, you can make whatever you want next. And he said, The Princess Bride. So Will Wheaton is partially because he did such a good job in Stand Because by he me. did really good acting in and Stand that's, By Me. And that's a really Buddhist uh, explanation of interdependence. Oh, we can Wait, we have actual it. sound effects. Stand up. Stand and deliver. You asked for the Buddhist perspective on interdependence in terms of the making of interdependence the or connection. Bride. You got it. Interdependence. You didn't ask for it or connection. You still got it. Uh, those are related. 
What does it mean, interdependence in Buddhism? Interdependence means that there's that when you look at causality, cause and effect, mm -hmm. it's you know we often think of, especially in our political climate, of mm -hmm. causality. Well, we don't think of causality at all in this political climate, but in mm -hmm. like the Obama political climate, right, right, right. <laughs> you would think of causality. The good as, era, <laughs> the slightly saner era. Um, you would think of causality in terms of like linear, like this one thing causes that thing to happen. Mm -hmm. Whereas interdependence is looking at a system and saying like these 17 factors mm -hmm. are partially responsible for right. making this one other thing arise. So it's looking at cause and effect in a more uh, complex and compassionate way. Right. I'm dealing with that right now. Yeah. Where I'm like, if there, you're presented with a situation that's complex and yeah. you're like, it's my fault. And then it's like, no, 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 bitch, calm down. There's 17 factors that yeah. are all right. interconnected that have to do with what happened. Mm -hmm. And and it do, often does feels... It, does it feel like... Sorry, before I finish, mm -hmm. it's... Um, now I'm like all crazy. Does it feel like if those 17 things form this one thing, does it feel like... Uh, is there a sense of destiny or is it just what it is? I don't think I don't think destiny. I mean, there's definitely um, some idea of appreciation or <clears throat> an intention or aspiration being carried through, but <clears throat> I don't think Buddhism believes in destiny. Calm down. Stop getting so nervous. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm joking. <laughs> we're joking. It's really nice. But if, if I were getting nervous like this deep into the podcast, yes, that would be, be an interesting so response. And <laughs> I ask you about uh, I was going to just say that that's that what you were talking about is like the fact when you think about um, like and I think I know what you're referring to, like the, a career, like a career for me, like that's the thing that often a career upheaval will be the most like. Those situations in which, you know, one, like, the more accurate and sort of, like, realistic perspective is that, yes, there are a number of factors that can contribute to this upset that that are that are affecting. And, and so few of those factors are, like, did you do a good job or not? But the, um, the lack of control and acknowledging that is almost more painful than just blaming myself for everything mm. and so often it becomes this like wait the lack of like the like lack the, of the, acknowledging you acknowledge that you're what not a, fully in control like of for something? instance the industry we work in if you acknowledge what a fucking pachinko machine it is and how one person being lazy on a day and not sending an email can mean that i don't have a job for three years mm -hmm. like that just happens all the time right and you know when and the more you learn the more you realize you have to be the wind in your own sails and you have to be the ship and you got to be the sails as well most of the and time. And you got to be Captain Picard and, and Riker. And you you have to... And Troy. Um, and you have to be patient with the fact that and like data. your like hard work doesn't just automatically result in, you know, you know, like things don't, things don't, things are all, it's like a hall of mirrors a mm -hmm. lot of the time. Things bounce different ways and go other ways and, th and miscommunications are ripe and there's just so many people. But who, in the mirrors, you just look at yourself. So you feel like that's yeah. what it's happening. Right. Because you're alone with yourself in your house. So like really you think you're alone with yourself in your house. <laughs> you're alone with yourself in your house. Oh, I get it. We're, you're, you're thinking I was accused of this the mirror. <laughs> Is the Buddhist industry like that? You're being a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Is the Buddhist industry a hall of mirrors as well? The Buddhist industry. I love the Buddhist industry. I mean, 
I do think it's becoming more of a, at least a career that some people could have teaching meditation mm. or, or teaching uh, Buddhist thought. So, I mean, definitely anything works with, um, you know, building relationships and, mm. and screw ups. Can you, there can be a lot of things that either make or break something. And yeah. A lot of times, you know, I also think about this as a writer because everybody thinks they mm. know what to do to make your book a bestseller. Right. And no, <gasps> I know. I imagine. Right. I can't think mad then. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I just want to keep writing and be mm-hmm. able to, you know. Did you feel overwhelmed um, when buy, people would be like. gold onesies for my daughter. You know? is, that, gold? Is, that, is that too much? She's an engineer. <laughs> Which She's an engineer. Which is stretch, not stretchy at all. Is she what? Engineer. Um, gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The golden. Mm-hmm. Um, She's saying, like, is she in engineering? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the golden uniform, like data wears. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Sorry. I, sometimes no. I lose context I for have a moment. This. I understand that. You're, you're like a meditation person. So yeah. you're like, whoa. Yeah, he just no? meditated at first. Is that is that offensive to Buddhists? I'm so sorry. I'm Buddhists so sorry. Really don't get offended. Well, maybe well, some they do. Of them do. Some of them really. Do. I mean, they're people, right? <laughs> Professionally offended. Uh-huh. Yeah. But um, professional. So wait, were people telling you like, uh, make the book snappier? But it a lot. Like, were you overwhelmed by that? Did you meditate through it? Well, this book, uh, the, this book is different. My last book was really a contemporary overview of Buddhist teachings, trying to be written from a you know relevant and accessible the road home voice. But uh, shameless plug. Thank you. Um, the, I have that too. <laughs> but uh, this book was more, I mean, it's a mashup of like a memoir, a uh, personal take on Buddhist teachings on relationships and uh, this love for pop culture via this movie. So love relationships or also personal, interpersonal uh, friendship, okay. family, friendship, romance and family. Are love the three it. Sections. So mm. there's, awesome. There's a chapter in the second section called there is no buttercup, Aww. you know. And there's a chapter in the last section called Fred Savage is a Jerk and I am Fred Savage. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I love that. So, um, but yeah, it's it's kind of mashup. So it's a little bit weird um, thing to do. So there's all different ideas about like who the audience is and how mm. to connect with them. And, you mm-hmm. know, and um, it's not clear what makes things happen, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy when it connects with one, mm-hmm. one person at the same time as yeah. if it connected with more people, it would mean good things were happening so. right but just in terms of cause and effect it's not it's not clear and i think we live in obviously just spiritually i think we live in the most libertarian world or uh, society that's probably ever existed on planet yeah. earth and so even the even the narrative of like the life of the buddha is told as this like lone hero but i think the way cause and effect happens is a lot of times good effort you do need and you do need to take responsibility for your own experience but then it's like right time right place so a lot of a lot of things in the environment right. are supporting anything to succeed or or not succeed you know? right and um it's not just me my right. whatever um right. and i think it's hard for me especially as i'm like i i i i like the reason i didn't do improv is because i like to be in control of what's going on, you know, and, mm. and my experience with stand up is like, it's just me. If this fucks up, like I, I'm, I love that. I honestly get high on stage when I, when I snap out and I recognize that I, there is 30 more minutes. And if I just walked off stage, like it would go, you know what I mean? Something bad would happen. Mm. Like I like that moment of like, it's all on me. Like it's mm-hmm. to me, that is like very a tennis satisfying. player. Yeah. And and baseball is like that too. It's like a very satisfying, like the focus is all pulled to one part of the, and it is like this lone hero moment. More like tennis. I don't think baseball. Sorry. Well, I'm, I'm joking. joking. I'm, pretty I'm sure. joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Go Dodgers. <laughs> Go blue. And, uh, and so 
I, I'm a Mets fan. I'm a Mets fan. I was about to say I'm a Mets. Fan. Okay, you guys. <laughs> All right, you're killing me here. We're in the series. The I'm Mets, so sorry. Not in the series <laughs> the now, Mets guys. Are but we're still fans of I the I need Mets, everybody so. behind the, the, the Dodgers. The Dodgers. The Astros okay. are going to get the rest of the country. Like, the Dodgers. Oh, you know, because of Houston. Um, so I I kind of see it as like the... That that pain for me is like letting go of the idea that like if I don't get a part or if I don't get a job or if my, you know, whatever, I don't sell my show, like this stuff that... Is into isn't just me pitching, you mm-hmm. know. Which there's a number of elements. I think a lot of people would be relieved by that, but for me, it, it drives me insane. Mm-hmm. It drives because me crazy too because you're like, I'm ready. I will go into an audition and I will be the best. They see I'm mm-hmm. confident, you know, and I'm sure that I'm wrong. But like, I can. I, there's times when I go in and there's like, there's just no way that there's right. anybody that had a better connection to this, or that's the best pitch that they've heard all day, and then. And then it doesn't happen, you know. And like for some reason, that hasn't con- that hasn't that hasn't made me less confident, right? In myself, it's made mm-hmm. me less confident in the world. Oftentimes, you know. Yeah. And so I have to keep coming back to that. Like sh- I have to keep refocusing my perspective on the fact that, like, no, you know, like yeah. it's not the world. It's not against you because then that would be, you know, I felt like that, that would be a crazy thing. Do you feel like the the Star Trek Enterprise, like, it, let's say we are, this is real, we're in this world, and do you feel like, what do you think they do mentally to continue performing at this, like, level of high stress, where, like, Data blame himself for painting, because then something else happened where the ship, like, it was, that like, was, a chaotic situation. No. no, no. So, like, what do you think the crew could, does in, a, like, a, Like, entertainment industry sometimes feels so high stakes because mm-hmm. it's so personal. Like, they talk directly about you mm-hmm. and your performance, like, or your writing. Mm-hmm. Like, you're putting your, you know, your thoughts out there and mm-hmm. someone's, like, critiquing them. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of people are going to read them and they're all going to have their opinions on it. So, it's it's hard. And same, I feel like it's being something like a Starfleet officer where you're... Your performance matters. Like you may do some a really wrong decision and kill the captain accidentally. Mm. Um, what do you think they do to like? Uh, I feel like mm. Troy meditates for sure. She has some kind of crystal that she touches. Or yeah, something. she also hypnotizes people, and it just kind of puts here. She puts her <clears throat> hand out in front of her, and that's how that works. Yeah. What else do you think? Like Picard. I don't. I mean, tea or gray hot. I think that's yeah. what does it for him. But um, <laughs> <clears throat> they chill on the holodeck. They so chill on the holodeck. Yeah, they definitely let loose on the holodeck. <clears throat> you know, anything Sorry, more I'm like nervous spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have more water? I would love Let me get you some more water. Anything more spiritual, like a more spiritual practice, you think? Uh, or do they not seem like spiritual There people? Was an episode <clears throat> where they told. Alice, come to the mic or uh, right, go. I'll be right back. Um, should we go on? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the issue is it's not clear how they got to this more awakened you know, social place where the military ship is this exploration ship. So it seems like they're very chill and, but I don't know, I don't know what their practice is. What they keep. Yeah. I don't know if you probably from like knowing the characters, since you're a fan, sometimes we have guests on the podcast who are like, I only saw this when I was a little kid. And then now, or some people is like, this is the first thing I've ever watched of Star Trek. So I don't know if you maybe had like, since it's kind of part of your, of your, like, um, of your, study is is something that's uh i wouldn't i don't know a religion a philosophy or a way of like centering you know the, yeah. the person into spirituality um if you thought oh i'm sure that Riker kind of like 
I feel like Riker goes and plays tennis and he wins or something like something very like uh, hormone. Well, Riker relief. usually he's usually has another date. That's yeah, he's very he... he's Lothario. <clears throat> Uh, I feel like Picard. Maybe, I know you're asking Ethan, but I wanted to say that that my up, goodness, Alice. Uh, that like my the, dear, my Lord. dear Lord. <laughs> there is something like that happens on this show where these really intense things will happen. Like a bunch of children just got stolen off the bridge, and or off the ship. And Picard's mm. attitude is so like, well, now we've got to deal with this. And it's like, right. it wouldn't it be. Mm. An, an, a crisis like I feel like there would be more just like you know if there if a, if six kids just got kidnapped and we're like in this unknown situation with a superior looking technology that apparently to me superior. like if it was a show made in modern like today that would be treated as like this like dun 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 and like mm-hmm. everybody's attitude about it but oftentimes because they're white kids you mean <laughs> because they're white I mean, yeah are, if they kidnap a white, white woman these are white kids we're a white kid about. yeah so this 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 often uh, brown the, women go missing and are unreported. But the and way not in the that is absolutely true, and the way that they act in this show, maybe because it's just a like a you know a work a day job for these people, but like it's just so like, well now we're gonna have to negotiate with these. I mean they just have right. such a like a lackadaisical attitude about so many of the. But like Crusher, sometimes she's been so upset about her kid being in danger. And And then this time she's like kind of eye roll about it. She's like, all right, is he healthy? Is your family nice? Yeah. Like, is your new family nice? All right, we're going to go. Call me if you need anything. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this. I would like to have you back for like an episode where maybe Data's like uh, existence is in uh, question or, you know, like those kind of episodes where like when Troy presents her test, Mm -hmm. which is so far into the seasons. How do you figure that Troy ever got together with that fucking wharf? (laughs) Got together with him? Yeah, they fucking get together at some point. Spoiler alert. Yeah. We say the spoiler alerts after we say the spoiler. Yeah, that's not the way it's supposed to work. (laughs) Well, you're listening to this podcast, so. I like spoiler alert. This all happened in the nineties. Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> that's a good catch all too. <laughs> thirty years to catch up. You had guys. You had thirty years to catch it. Um, yeah, like uh, like an episode where maybe there's a lot more that has to do with that. What we were talking about, like seeing your feelings and and mm-hmm. trying to like, is Buddhism mostly about You're those? Saying that this was not a good episode for him to cover. Well, it's an interesting episode because it, it does give us a lot of talk about whether it's correct in Buddhism to kidnap children. Mm-hmm. But is it, <laughs> no one was questioning. I don't. No, I don't, no, no one. No one like, thought. No one at home is wondering what Buddhism people, thinks of you. Have asked the a question kidnapping that I, no one needed. I, to I, again, I think the custodian <laughs> is the most Buddhist theme in this episode. Mm. Tell us, tell us. Because I think it's about this like seemingly enlightened society, but where they've put all their trust into this superpower computer, this higher power, and they don't question and they don't know how anything works. You feel like it's a little Catholic maybe or like oh, those religions who are like blindly following a I, thing I think, without the emotional uh, connection. I think this episode connection. is about blind faith without without actual psychological observation. So that's, th- that's the most Buddhist way I would analyze this without episode. Without psychological observation. So Buddhism has yeah. a lot of that. Like there's, yeah. a, there's like... There's I don't this, even think of it as a religion, but there's a there's a strong there's good arguments on both sides for why it is or isn't a religion. Well, but. thankfully I don't care either way. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully I don't care. So, um, me either. I mean, it just doesn't matter what you call it because right. ultimately that's just a yeah. label that you're giving to a number of things. That are mm-hmm. uh, it's like saying 
17 factors made this happen, but I'm just blaming myself or mm -hmm. or I'm just blaming another person. Right. No, there's 17 things. Same with like labeling a philosophy or religion into just one category, mm -hmm. just like limited versus mm -hmm. it being like what it is, which is a number of teachings and things mm -hmm. and practices and, you know, yeah. uh, people and philosophies. So now that we pass that part, it's fuzzy. It's fuzzy. It's fuzzy and it's uh, cozy and it's delicious. And it's, it's like, like, a, like the a jerk when he's grabbing all the chairs and stuff. It's like that you're trying to grab a bunch of stuff and you can't like get it all. I don't know. Okay. It's like you can't, you know, when you, this is me in my life all the time. Like I'm always, I, I always laugh at myself because I'm like walking out of the house and I'm holding I'm like a computer what are all these and objects? a backpack on one shoulder. And then I'm also like, I've got my phone and like key this. and my cell phone. And, and I'm like also this. like cutting tape for some reason. And if you, t and those are the teachings. And it's if you try to unite them in all in one ba basket and be like, here it is. It's like, yeah, but then there's that over there and you right. can't. So it's not because everything has to lead to something else, which is interdependent. You can't right. catch it all in just two hands <laughs> while bad, you're trying to open your a car. Bad shot <laughs> I want to do a, I want to do a talk and at the end people are just like a mouth is agape. Just like, <laughs> What she mean by well, that? You, well, you're coming to my talk tonight, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, I can tra I can detranslate everything like, you say. I'll just be like this one for Alice. Yeah, this one, and I'll just make everything less uh, concise understand. for people. I can I kind of did understand the part where uh, you can grab a couple objects at the same time, but you can't grab them all. But they're all there, and Thank you God. could grab them or not. Thank God, I made right? sense of one thing. Um, so this is Beverly kind of summing it up, I think for what we are all thinking about these weirdos. The radiation levels on Aldea have been building up over a long period of time. It is similar to what mm -hmm. was experienced on Earth in the 21st century okay. when the ozone layer had deteriorated and It's the surface of the right. planet was flooded where with our food was killing radiation. us. The shield that protected your world in one way is weakening it in another. It is the radiation of your own sun that is destroying you. You are trying to confuse the issue. Fox News. Please listen. <laughs> You are all suffering from radiation poisoning. Sterility is only the latest symptom. She's the rational people. Children remain, they will be affected This is like well. trying to talk to impossible. Tucker Our Carlson. scientists would have known. Hmm. How could they? Your scientists have forgotten how everything works. See? No. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what you're saying. Yeah. They don't know what's going on. And then he goes, no. Which is like why it's trying to talk to I love it. Fox News viewer. They're yeah. like, we have a whole different... Everything that we know is completely uh, like this is I was thinking about this today to talk to somebody who watches Fox News and Breitbart and like has those perspectives. I know we're wrapping up as like gospel that to talk to them and say like, no, that is all made up. See, mm -hmm. the thing is like those stories aren't based on anything that happened. They're based on this. And then they go based on what? And you, and you can't get around talking about it without saying, well, there's a there's a desire at the center of all of this to confuse you and make you feel like the government is not on your side because if you consider the government to be an enemy force, then you'll be more malleable because you'll be living in fear. And that, it's as a concept, is like, whoa, what? You right. know? But I... I mean, that's that that is the end of the every conversation that you'd have. Like they just I, to me, if I'm a normal person who just thinks these people are newscasters, like, why would they want to lie to me? That doesn't make any sense. Right. And also they look like me. So. And they look like me. Yeah. And they're just the guy that I hang out with telling me. of. I mean, if, if Benghazi is a big deal, they keep talking about it, you know.
They don't understand why they would lie to them. Right. And also, I love that how, like, Crusher says that it's, this exchange is the best thing ever. It's like, she's like, and you're not willing to uh, to discuss this. And he's like, no, stop talking about this. Like, <laughs> let's just uh, not talk about this. <laughs> and you're wrong about not wanting to discuss it. Change <laughs> topics. Yeah. And it's like, and they, you just proved my point. It's yeah. almost like they're like, if you, like, <laughs> like we don't want to talk about it. Don't you have some kind of prime directive that says like don't come in here and like that's with us at all <laughs> but i guess the prime directive goes out the window when they take your kids yeah that's that's that, the thing i don't think they violated that's the, the name prime of, directive that's the, the name of this episode. in fact i think they observe it because then after they admit so, yeah so this is not fox news because at a certain point they admit they yeah. understand right, that we don't yeah. know and we are dying of radiation yeah please help us Right. Yeah. They're like we would right. like to help you. Yes. Which please. is very humble. Yeah. That is nice. That is. It's Quick nice. One eighty turn for that. Right. It's a great conclusion for from kidnappers yeah. to please help. Uh, we accept you. That's for like a classic Star Trek uh, cool solution. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I wish in one hour you could do that to everything right yeah. now. But it's easy, guys. You know, you voted for Trump. As long as you come over to uh, our side and stop kidnapping people. That's yeah. great. Aryan it's, people. It's so, Easy. It's so it, hard to have that conversation because you have to establish common ground. So one of the things exactly. I throw in my book, one of the biggest fans in the United States of the movie The Princess Bride is actually Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Right. So I contemplate, and Mandy Patinkin, who I who plays Inigo Montoya, I actually uh, inter- got to interview for my book because mm-hmm. he had written... Uh, How lucky. He's the hottest man ever. I mean, he's so right. like... Uh, he looks like yeah, uh, from Israeli. I don't know. <sighs> she likes Jews. I do. I really do. He's a meditator too. But yeah. it's not why I, I'm converting actually. Uh, I don't never You're not want converting anyone. for Mandy? <laughs> I, that a would be a good. That would be like Mandy. a good bumper sticker. Good Converting movie. from yeah. Mandy. Yeah. Dude. Um. Sorry, you got to interview him, and then because uh, he had written a op-ed piece for Time called "The Real Politics in the Princess Bride," where he questioned awesome. Ted Cruz's interpretation of the movie. But oh, that's wow. that shared amazing. It reminded me of one of the favorite sayings by the founder of my tradition, this man Chogyam Trungpa, who was a Tibetan Buddhist who came to the West, and he said, "Everybody loves something, even if it's only tortillas." And that is a basis of generating empathy and uh, mm-hmm. compassion for somebody that you literally yes. can't. And that, that is the pro. I mean, you know, I'm a Buddhist teacher, so some people are like, why are you even talking about this? And the reason I talk about politics is it's so interwoven with every right. aspect of our experience that, That's correct. that part of the propaganda, conservative propaganda, is to make politics seem like this other, other thing, thing. Right. That you could or couldn't be right. interested in when it interweaves with every aspect of yeah. your life. So it yeah. defines everything. It yeah. defines everything. So if you're going to talk about what's happening in the present moment, you have to talk about mm-hmm. politics. Mm-hmm. But um, I think which is why I love it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and a side note is that Star Trek is so political in mm-hmm. such a way. Like it's it's very heady. It's a lot of like politics entering place. Yeah, I love that and, and ethical questions. Yes, and 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 serious ethical questions like what mixed in with techno babble like what mm-hmm. should we do about this situation and we really don't know mm-hmm. winning formula so yeah i mean one of the you have to be able to agree on a reality to talk mm-hmm. to somebody yeah mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but there are some doorways in like the idea of talking to ted cruz about like miracle max or, or right. you know Billy or crystal's princess character bride, yeah. princess bride is like maybe that's a doorway. I'm not saying that's, that's a true. doorway into like seeing he has a point because yeah. his point is that's so interesting. Tax cuts for billionaires. But you that's can his, be like that's his only right, point. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But you can be like you like tortillas, right? 
Right. So we can agree on that. Yeah. And this Let's tortilla, tortilla got a together. little um, maybe burned for whatever reason, mm -hmm. you know? And so these are people who maybe don't have money. The, that's that's the burnt tortilla. Oh, yeah. Are you not going to eat it? Or are you going to toss it in the trash? Or you're going to no. just be it's like, just... or whatever. You can like, you can find like a lace, like a, like a lasso it through some kind of like bridge it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can get empathy. And that perspective of empathy is like only really helpful for me when I'm like trying to do that kind of outreach type of conversation with somebody with alternate views is like you have to remember that you can't convert someone yeah. that doesn't believe that you love them or care about them. Like you can't take somebody from one opinion A to opinion B. Um, a, you can't do it in one conversation and you also can't do it if they don't ha feel like you give a shit about them. Right. And, or and, that if you disagree entirely yeah. with what they and are. So it, it has to be bookended by that compassion. It yeah. can't be like, you know, if it ends in a fight, well, then they're like, yeah, yet another person with this opposite opinion of mine right. who's an asshole. Part of the progressive <laughs> critique of like generating compassion, which I think Star Trek's really good at like demonstrating good compassion for the races they encounter. But is like if I generate compassion, I'm going to empower you. Mm -hmm. right like so if i have compassion for ted cruz it's like giving him more power and he oh. already has way more power than he it's should have yeah. but you can i can see that you can generate compassion and then go register people to vote against that person it just means yeah. i value your humanity right and so i totally want ted cruz to be happy i don't it want also, him to be a senator it, as it a generates person, power yeah. as a human it being physically on this planet makes me less tired to not like not have to make a list of people who don't get compassion. Right. Like do, there's this thing about like if I can't say Ted Cruz like gets compassion, it's like then I have to put him in this weird other non-human category right. of like people who are on my shit list, and the shit list is what really drains you. Yeah. And so you get have to sleep. For You're taken away minutes. from yourself. Yeah. Like a uh, like um yeah when you wish someone ill. I feel like there's some there is some energy that you're exerting there that is so sickening to mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. Uh, you, so it's like wanting someone to die and drinking the poison yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's it's it. the only way that you can actually wish ill is for you to also drink yeah. bad. Yeah, <laughs> especially since that's what. That's the reason you're so averse to somebody like that is because they are sitting there making a list of people who don't deserve right. help. Who right. decide? Right. Who? That's actually what Ted Cruz does. Is yeah, he sits yeah, there yeah. and makes Figures lists. It out. Of, this person doesn't deserve help. So you this can't fight it with the same. Help. Right. You can't. You have to shift the, and so, the tactic. Yeah, you have to imagine that he's got all sorts of ways around the pain that that causes, yeah. which sucks. Yeah. Well, this was great. Amazing, so, Ted, actually. If you're listening, and I know you are, we we're see not talking you. to Ted. That would Ted be is one of our main Patreon supporters. <laughs> it would be amazing if he was listening to this and we changed his mind. He's just now is going. Whoa, that would be amazing. And he was, <laughs> and he was a Dodgers fan. Yeah, too, no, oh, Jesus. Mets, Dodgers. No, he would be an Astros fan because you know, because he's opposite. He's see, Texas. you're just a Texan. Oh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> see, and that's why you're judging. You're and right. And this is why and you're, you're right. You're, you're completely right. All right. Thank you so much for, uh, so much being, for being here. here. And I know with season one, I always say like I for the real fans, it's hard to like it's fun for us to have actual fans in season one. But it's also like there's so much more Jews in the future. Yeah. Yes. And there's also I know we didn't talk too much about this episode, but um, 
there will be more but we, we got I, I feel like we covered so much that we wanted to cover and Veronica had so many questions that were pertinent mostly I'm just like confused about whether kidnapping is accepted yeah, in see, Buddhism this, and I feel I'm still not you satisfied. still haven't figured that out I don't, I don't want to speak me, for every Buddhist but I, I would know, say generally the answer is in no in the conversation well, I feel like we really have covered uh, this I'm sorry if you all felt right. like we didn't cover this enough I tried <laughs> I really tried okay um, alright thank you so much Ethan thank buy you. his book The Drama of the Princess Bride Listen we'll put the links talks. in the thing, right? Yeah. Become a Buddhist. It's way <laughs> no, more you fun. You have to. You're and, out for converting people, right? No, that's, that's the other thing about Buddhism. Them. Buddhism is converting. It's uh, only nine ninety nine a month for the first year. <laughs> <laughs> ninety nine cents after that. Scare everyone. Oh wait, away. the price is supposed to go up. Yeah. See, yeah. Our business model sucks. Or it's whatever you can give. Nope, it's not. It's what I need. Okay. One of your earth emotions. There you go. I don't, I tried. Yeah, you just picked one. Yeah, I picked Okay. One. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe dog. to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.